The following podcast may contain foul language. It may also contain examples of and references to bodily functions. There's also a slight possibility it may include some tabletop RPG content. If you find any of these things offensive, you should stop listening now. What you should not do is go to iTunes and give us a bad review because you do not like one of these things. Hear that, Canada? Thank you, and enjoy the show. Listening to Happy Jack's RPG podcast, pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. Thank you for joining us. Season 16, episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Gina. This is Stork. That's it. It's three of us. This will be a short episode, because uh, fair begins tomorrow. Yay. And it runs from, what's tomorrow, the 10th, April 10th, 9th, April 9th. 9th. 8th. April 9th to 9th. May 23rd? It may run till the 23rd, yes. 22nd. <clears throat> 22nd. May 22nd. I want to say 22nd. Whatever that Saturday is. Whatever that Sunday is. So if you want to come out to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair, go to R-E-N-F-A-I-R, with no E, dot com, and you can get information on about the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, the 22nd of May, so it runs on weekends. And you can come see us at Rogue's Stage, and we're going to be on uh, 10, 12 o'clock, 1.30, yeah. 4 p.m., and 5.30 at the Golden Jubilee Stage oh, cool. this weekend. That's one of my favorite And if you, if you come this weekend, bring umbrellas for us. It, yeah. yeah. And galoshes. It's looking like rain. And mud. And uh, we complain about how California is hot and dry all the time, but it, it is like a semi-tropical kind of area, so when it does rain, it fucking rains. It, 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 and it, it's an El Nino year. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and when it rains in California, boy, do we bitch about it. <laughs> That's because all the cars go sideways, and because uh, nobody has new tires, and all the grease and film that's been collecting over the last ten months floats to the top. That has something to do with it. I just know. I, I just realized my. I in fact, every time I was at a stoplight, I'm like, and I start a front wheel drive car. Every what? time I step on the gas, I'm like, oh yeah, my tires are bald. It's people like <laughs> you what cause unrest. Single person in Los Angeles has bald tires. Right. Right. Because they don't need. It's yeah. nine months out of the year. They work just fine. Nine. Eleven. Eleven <laughs> yeah. and a half. Yeah. It only rains in the evening. That's what I thought when I moved here. It was like Camelot or something. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, in this episode, we have Manuel from Germany who asks about reactive GMs versus passive players. John the Kobold Dude asks what podcasts we listen to. I've got information, man. New <laughs> shit has come to life. I like what you did there. Uh, you, you, information, it's the dude. I like that. <laughs> I, just, I just watched it again because they had a Fargo anniversary, so they showed all of the... Coen Brothers. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't watch yeah. Fargo. I've never seen Fargo, but I've no interest. You should watch Fargo. It's good. Have you ever seen but, Raising Arizona? No. It's Those are excellent movies. Excellent. I may, I may have seen Raising Arizona. I'm not sure. Uh, Nicholas Cage steals a baby. Come and, on. Yeah, and uh, hilarity ensues. And John from Sweden gives us a uh, gaming nightmare. And we're going to try to do a show oh. in under an hour. We're going to do it. 
Boy, the nerd rage about... Before we start, the nerd rage about Batman versus Superman. Oh, okay. sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching this. I'm looking and I'm, I'm, like, I'm sort of smiling to myself and nodding my head going, this is how I felt when Starship Troopers came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you felt betrayed. Love Starship what Troopers. If you, one of your childhood dreams was ripped from you and the only good scene in the movie was the shower scene with the co-ed showering people. Right. That was it. That was right. it. The rest of it... I'm not even going to see it in the theater. Me either. I'm waiting for Netflix. I, I would, because I'm not invested really? in those characters whatsoever. I really liked Man of Steel. Eh. I thought it was fun. I liked the fact that it was dark. I don't care no, I liked, what, I liked other, that. what people but think Superman is supposed to be. Eh, like, boring. Oh, I, really? just, I just don't think All Scott the, Snyder can tell a story. He's very good with visuals, but he, he gets Zach? so lost when it... I'm sorry, Zack yeah. Snyder. Zach Snyder. I, it, the writer for Batman is actually Scott Snyder. I always get oh, them confused. Okay. But uh, Zack Snyder can't tell a story to save his life. He gets so lost in his visuals, he can't... That he, Plot he did, is he a four-letter word. Yes. See, I liked Man of Steel. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Now, I, I know everyone was like all up in arms. Oh, it's Superman's killing him. Like, <laughs> so? I don't, I don't, I'm not invested in, the, in the, personally invested in that character whatsoever. You can yeah. turn him into whatever you want to turn The only him reason to. I really want to see it is to see Wonder Woman, and then I hear Aquaman is pretty badass, but, too. But I heard Wonder Woman, like, nanosecond. Yeah. So... A nerd range on Aquaman? Really? No, I just don't get yeah, everything was, I, else was I cool. Never, I never got Aquaman. Yeah, I know. He's been like the the brunt of many a joke. He's like, like, like the guy of the... communicate with fish. Yeah, who can't do anything outside of the water. Other so other than the Wonder Twins, water, I am powerless. Other than the Wonder <laughs> Twins, he was the most ridiculed and maligned DC character. I want there to be a movie about the Wonder, Wonder Twins. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, on about, Smallville, they actually did. They actually showed up. But, how about uh, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl? They yeah. were not. Sid and Marty they're Croft. not DC canon. So. Doesn't matter. They can. They, they're Sid and Marty Croft canon. Yeah. They can come back. Look, yeah. if we're gonna do that, then we'll get Shazam and ISIS Power Hour. Bam! Right. right? <laughs> There's actually an Electra Woman Dinah Girl. I think miniseries out there. If you want to watch it, oh. do a clip. It's actually pretty fun. They're selling it for all it's worth. I, I think. Uh, Dinah Girl was my first crush when I was... Really? Like, you should see who's playing her. She's, uh... Uh-huh. You should see who's playing her in the little live action oh. thing. Go do a search. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I can't right now. It's like a streaming. Netflix thing or something. It's like this weird little miniseries sort of made... I don't know. Oh. And then there was some Star Wars thing this week. Oh, trailer. yeah. The the uh, trailer. The teaser trailer came out. Yeah. Was it yesterday? It came out? For Rogue Squadron? Yeah. Rogue One. Rogue One, right. Yeah. yeah. It looks good. Many, we'll find out what a Bothan is. Can't wait to find out what a Bothan is. I think we saw one in uh, Force Awakens. I think you're right. I, there's a guy in there, and they never give him a name or anything. And he doesn't look dogish. He looks more like guys. He looks. This guy looked a little orangutanian. Oh. But I wonder if he was a Bothan. Well, he didn't die, so he can't be a Bothan. There's a visual. <laughs> I don't know if all, we well, could look it up. They said many Bothans died. Many, right. Many. Right. I, I was, who was I talking to? I was talking to someone this last weekend when we were at, at dress rehearsal. And they were going to run, um, you know how Jib ran that many Bothans died yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, this guy is going to run a similar... Hey, Kimmy did too, remember? she did. Her, they, they were all <laughs> droids on that Bothan ship. I want to run a game called Many Bothans Die and everyone who plays a Bothan. <laughs> That's my favorite emo Kylo Ren is many, many Bothans died to bring you that message, Dad. <laughs> so I'm like, Somebody sent one out the other day saying, Han, we are not naming our child Drum. 
solo. Oh. Drum solo bad. All right. Okay. Reactive GMs versus passive players. Hijacks. Hijack. Um, Manuel. 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 Manuel from Germany? From Germany. Manuel from Germany. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been. um, I'm having a bit of trouble with my current campaign. I need some. I need some wisdom. But I would still like to hear your thoughts, too. Yeah, I was going to say, you went to the wrong podcast here. It's like, I think fear the boots over a couple of channels there. They'll, they might actually give you the legitimate advice. I, I need a wah, 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 wah. I don't have one you of them. You don't have the wah, wah trombones? No. Go away, Baton! Uh, I've brought a couple of WoW players to the paper and pencil RPG hobby. I'm so pen glad that you knew what PMP was, because yeah. I didn't. I All didn't. Right. It, was, it was pen and paper, right? Not yeah. pencil, paper and pencil. I'm from the old days. Um, <laughs> well, I make too many mistakes. I need to have a pencil. Excuse me. Or my, my hit points are constantly falling. If I do it in pen, I you know, <laughs> can't read it after 10 minutes. In our campaign, I was straight up giving them missions because I thought it was it would only go for a couple sessions. <clears throat> my throat uh, but all seven players actually wanted to continue playing so it turned into an ongoing campaign I wrote myself into a corner with the setting which I wasn't a big fan of I wasn't a big fan of it all and mostly I couldn't come up with that many quests so after about seven sessions I somewhat abruptly said the campaign is cancelled and I want to start <laughs> a new one a dick move but I honestly couldn't keep jimming the campaign i don't think it's a dick move but let's finish and if you're done you're done it's a little funny creative writing is not my strength i can come up with a logical world and i'm pretty funny when improvising but i'm having a hard time coming up with a, a story or quest usually everything i prepared was kind of dull and everything i improvised was really fun so i accepted my weakness and decided to play to my strengths here here yep i wanted to play a game where I'm not the quest giver with the golden explanation point over <laughs> his head, but I am the world uh, the world reacting to the players. That's, that's our dream for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new campaign is... The new campaign is a post-apocalyptic setting with five of my previous players, and I was going to use all of that sweet, sweet podcast knowledge. I wanted players to have strong characters that drive the story, so we met Twice to drink beer and talk about the campaign characters and the group before we actually started. All right, cool. You're doing good. Uh, we like this yeah. already. To drink beer. Yep. Uh, they decided to be a Mad Max style group of bandits, and I told them how important character motivations are to me and so on. I even got everybody to create a bit of the world and give me a few NPCs. Good, good. Love yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Uh, I also told them their characters decided where the campaign goes. If we had a doctor, a chemist, and a priest, and a politician, then I would be happy to not have a single fight in the entire campaign. But three built pure combat characters, so I guess that's that. The real issue I'm having is that the players are not very active. I made sure everybody had a goal they wanted to achieve and some loose ends in their background, even though the quantity quality, quality is somewhat mixed. But the players won't really take charge. They still need quests. When I say, it's the next morning, what do you do? The characters will starve to death in their beds before going out and trying to find their sister. <laughs> sure, if I lead them to town, 
he will say, I ask someone, has he seen my sister? But that's about it. But I can't do it. I can't be the, the quest NPC again. These are my friends, and we really had a lot of fun. So I'd like to keep playing, but I'm afraid their play style and my GM style are not compatible. They may need a railroady GM, and maybe I need more active players. What do you think, Jackers? Is there any hope for us? Thanks. P.S. Besides the three combat-focused players, there's also one character who can't fight at all. She's the driver, so I made the first combat... I made the first combat a vehicle combat. Oh, very nice. Cool. Uh, she was completely disinterested in the, <laughs> the whole <laughs> fight long and actually said, I don't want to learn the system. <laughs> <laughs> She's really in for it for the role-playing, though, so that's going to be a bitch to find the balance for this group. Wow. Yeah. What does he do? What do you what do? What do you do? You have, you have uh, passive players. You yeah. have players who... And, that, and this is something you see from people who come from WoW and MMORPGs. They're used to a far more structured game, and they're not used to ever taking narrative control i, I was going to bring that yeah. up when we did your your 4e game all those years ago we had a couple of players that came straight from wow mm-hmm. and they were very sort of reactive players yes when but, combat sh- came up yeah bam they were kicking the crap out of everything i put out there because they knew exactly what to do because right. that's all they they know right and it's not necessarily their fault that's what they've been trained at that's what they think a role-playing game is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to a certain extent that's that's part of it uh, part of the problem might be that they don't feel comfortable role-playing, they don't really know how to role-play, they feel weird doing it, and they don't really understand it. They're like, but I want to kill stuff. Isn't right. that what a role-playing game is? So it's partially not their fault that they don't know how to role-play. I, I almost feel like you need to get a ringer in there showing them how to like well, interact with stuff. at least it sounds like one of, the, one of the four players is in it for the role-play. Yeah. So you'd think if she was The driver who doesn't want to learn the rules, yeah, which exactly. is fine. Which yeah. is fine. You can but, deal with but that. But she, uh, she must also be somewhat <clears throat> passive and right. waiting for her hook so that she can participate. Mm-hmm. I wonder uh, if you could... Um, Come on in. It's all right. Do you want to um, pull up a mic? <laughs> you don't have to if you don't yeah. want to. Um, as long as I'm I'll, I'll come out. I wonder if you could use an adventure path, but just use that so that you have something to throw at them. And it sounds like uh, he's he's good at improv, and he's funny, and uh-huh. he can make shit up. Uh-huh. So that if he had something, because he said he's just he's not a creative writer. Right. And he's not going to be the story creator. But they need somebody to provide some sort of story or structure for them. So I wonder if he had some sort of adventure path that he could use as hooks, and then he just kind of riffs on it. No, that's a great idea. But I think he's... I think more than anything, it says right here in bold letters, but I can't do it. I can't be the Quest NPC again. I think he's really tired of spoon-feeding quest after quest after quest to these people. I think so, too, but I thought that was because he doesn't want to be the creator of that content. The, I, I agree. I think that'll help. I have a feeling that yeah. he's stuck with these players who just really want to follow whatever quest you give them. Yeah. I'm not sure that they can be saved. And I'm not sure they want to be. I'm not sure they know, they're, doing, they're doing anything wrong. Um, I have a feeling, Manuel, that you have... You have a very diverse group, and they're probably not going to fall in line with what you want. 
I, I have a feeling. But it doesn't mean they're not having fun. It doesn't mean that they're bad players. It means that what they want to do in a game and what you want to do in a game are two different things. And as a GM, it's kind of like being an actor. It's kind of like being, you're like, well, I've done this already. Or it's kind of like reading a book. I'm like, well, I read that book already. I'm not going to reread it. Mm-hmm. Or I've, I've done that before. Well, I don't want to retread those grounds. And, and as a GM, you're, you want to expand and grow and try new things. And your players may not always want to do that. Sometimes they're just very comfortable being combat monkeys. And yeah. it's and that's not bad. That's just what they want to do. So I have a feeling you're stuck between you wanting yeah. to grow as a GM and explore new things and try out new things and your players just wanting to kill shit. Or at I, least some of them. I wonder if he could ask them, although they're, they seem to be telling him what they want. Uh, via their play style. But I wonder if he could ask them what games they liked the most that they've played together. Um, because obviously he, he tried to have them set up character motivations and, you know, spent two sessions I know. creating. He did everything right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a list, I'm reading all this. I'm like, I will totally be in one of your games. This yep. is so awesome. Yep. Anyway, you did everything right. And yet there's still, it's, uh, meanwhile, I feel for you. It's so frustrating. I, I kind of feel like, all right, here it is. It's like here in America, <laughs> in English class, you, you have to read certain books, mm-hmm. and these books come out. And I remember like liking most of them. Like, oh wow, this is a great story. And you talk to some of the people in the class. They're like, it was the most boring book I ever read. I'm like, did we read the same <laughs> book? Yeah. Did, did did what is it about the book that you didn't like? You didn't like To Kill a Mockingbird? Did we read the same book? That was a great book. And they're. Oh, it was so boring. I didn't finish. I hated it. And I'm like, so even though we're all in the same class, they just had a different expectation or they just didn't like that book. And I'm like, I have a feeling that's kind of what's going on here. Um, you know, I, you can give the same book to two different people and they're going to have two different experiences. Mm-hmm. One might like it. One might hate it. One might get something else out of it that, they, that you didn't get. And I have a feeling that your players are doing the same thing with your game. Um, but I totally love your prep. You're not doing yeah. anything wrong, dude. It's not you, man. It's your players. Well, it's not me. It's you, or it's not you. It's me. You aren't gonna. He's not gonna be able to maintain this. He wants to become more of a reactive improv GM, mm-hmm. where he doesn't have to come up with plot hooks and breadcrumbs yeah. and stuff like that. And he doesn't have this group. Yeah. So you're gonna have to do at least some of that. You don't have, may not have to do a lot of it. But you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to give them that little push. If just, they're, a, just a little more. Just a little push. A little, you know, little over shove the, over, the over, cliff. The, over the cliff. Um, and, yeah. if it, and it doesn't take a lot. But if you don't give them something, you're going to be horribly frustrated by how boring and slow the game is. So you're going to have to adapt to that. In fact, that's what I'm, I'm developing season two of the GM briefing right now. And one of the things I'm going to be talking about is mm. adapting your style to the table. The yeah. G- your GMing style. Because you're going to have to. I mean, you have no choice. Unless you want to go find another group. Well, part of me also thinks, tough love, man. One morning when they wake up, you say, so what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. And then you sit there I don't quietly. think that's going to work. <laughs> it, may, it may or may not. It may take a session where they finally go, dude, it's boring. I'm like, then do something. Kind of like where you went, all you guys have to do is go out and plot will happen. No, no I think what I said was... <laughs> There's no wrong thing. <laughs> Nothing you, you do will be the wrong move. I swear. <laughs> and you went out and did something, and it worked. Yeah. I mean, you got your ass handed to you. Yeah. But, but I mean... Like like I knew I would. You didn't die. <laughs> uh, no, I got within 
Yeah, one point. Of it. You didn't. Spoilers again. You didn't die. That, we I haven't put that episode up. up. I, I think that's up. Okay, because it wasn't before we got we got oh maybe we I got trash talk about it. And I've got a couple episodes of um, or a couple sessions of the um, uh, Star Wars game to put up too. But part oh, of me cool. thinks that you know by tough love it's just it's like and then if that doesn't work you're like guys I can't do this anymore. I'm right. sorry. Well, you can just tell it's, them and say you know I'm I'd really like it if you guys were a little more proactive. And that might help. That might maybe they need permission to yeah. do that. You could pep talk them. Look, there is no wrong move. Do right. something. Just do something. I had that happen with yeah. my group, and, I, and and my group is not made up of passive players. No, you are not a passive player. Neither is no. Tim, and well, Kimmy is when she's on her laptop, but <laughs> but you and and Tim are certainly not passive players. And there was times it was like, oh, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. We don't, well, part of us don't want to do the wrong thing, and it's just at some point you just got to say, look, I'm not going to punish you if you do anything. I'm- well, we also had leadership issues, too, because we were, like, w- waiting for the leader to make the decision about what right. it is we're supposed to do, because both Tim and I are not in positions of authority. But anyway. That's true. Make yourself be. Well, I did, and I just got called an asshole, so. What? <laughs> you did. I'll go on the forum and I'll support you. No, no I was, no, At the table. <laughs> oh. At the table. Oh. And you were being an I can't, asshole. I can't, I oh, what? Can't but it's my character. I was reading I'm, everything about my character is an asshole. I'm actually playing him less of an asshole than he is on paper. Anyway, really, I would say I'm so. just curious. It's interesting to me that the one non-combat uh, focused character who's there for the role play and doesn't want to learn the, sy- learn the system is also not being necessarily proactive because otherwise she could drive that bus. Yeah, no yeah. pun intended. Right? No, she's a driver. That's true. Right, and and the thing is, I mean, it's not that hard. You don't have to be like a writer to he be does, able to say, yeah. I'm going to start messing with them. Yeah. Who, who who wouldn't like them from yeah. what they've done so far? Is there is someone out there who doesn't like them? Have them start chasing them down or, you know, making their lives miserable just because they want to. Stu, in the Vampire game, mined my backstory almost exclusively for the for most of the game. I had all of my backstory come out, uh, all of it. I don't think there was anything left in my backstory that would come back and fuck with me. Uh, there's still some. <laughs> there's still some. There was some I, ha- I had kept in, river, in reserve. But, yeah, and it was quite the motivator for, yeah. for my poor character. But also you wrote a, I'm sorry, you wrote a backstory that was... That, that had that really good, meaty stuff that that's, GMs want. That's what I want to do, right. though. I'm, it's carte blanche to fuck with me. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying right. that you, but as an example, you went and said, all right, here's all this really cool shit from your past that I'm now going to bring up and fuck with you. Right. And it and it did, and it was, and it makes for interesting stories. Look who I was just talking about, and like a djinn, he appears who in the chat room. Oh, Gammon yeah. Gammon Stark. Wow! There he is. Blast from yeah. the past. Hey, Gamma. Oh, I know. I love him. Mm. Where you been hiding? Mm. Now, <laughs> so now he comes back. He, he may know. or may not be on an episode soon, and now he's going to grace us with the presence. I think he's going to be, uh, yeah. I think, next week or the two weeks after that, whenever yes. the other one is. I think he's going to be on right one on. of them, I think. Yay. Maybe both. He ignores us until he comes on, and I was like, well, I guess I'll deign you with my presence He now. just said hi. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a podcast question from John the Kobold Dude. John the Kobold Dude. I've got I'm information, lost. man. New shit has come to light. Gina, you want to read this? Do you one? want me to do this one? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how it's going along. <laughs> we can break it up that's, into sections if we need to. That's what she said. Uh, dear Happy Gina. Jackers, this email probably won't be read because it's a short one. Ah, you were wrong. Fuckers. <laughs> but I'm hoping for an answer either way. He didn't really say that. 
Uh, what other podcasts, gaming or not, do you guys listen to? Thanks and drink. John the Cobalt Dude, Manus, Maness. Mains, Mains, Mayonnaise, Manliness, Mains, Mains, a sibilant. I'll answer this just because okay. it's short. I, I don't. I, I actually, I don't have a four-hour commute like Stu does. You're still not quite sure what a podcast is. And, yeah, I just, I, no, I just, I mean, currently, actually, I, I do have a long enough commute that I probably can start listening to them, but normally, it hasn't really been, I just don't have time to do it. In fact, when I'm not on the podcast and I listen to this one, it takes me like three days to get through it. So, I, I actually don't listen to that many of them. Uh, I did for a little while. I was mm-hmm. I would come home and I'd put a podcast on in the background while I searched emails and stuff, but I I'm not a regular I'm not a regular listener to any one thing. I I listen to this podcast. And I do, because I love this podcast. Um I listen to I love uh Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is kind of an old time radio. I've mentioned it before. I've re- I, I've, um, I've I've heard heard bits and pieces of it. Excellent <clears throat> writing, excellent actors. It's fantastic and hilarious i listened to a podcast called serial which is just in its second NPR. season uh different name now something media it's a bunch of people from npr she might be it's kind of investigative journalism yeah. uh two different stories series one and series two buzzy media something like I that know. i don't remember what it's called but yeah i think it's people from npr i think okay yeah. uh uh the dude from this american life i think pre- Produces it right. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, I listen to Useless Drivel. Uh, fans of this show, but also I'm fans of theirs. <coughs> and they're local. Yes, they are yeah. uh, local to the area. Is that a, a gaming podcast? They talk about tabletop, tabletop gaming, video games. They no, that, drink. You, the, the same guys that were monkey in the monkey cage. in the cage. Yeah. Right. Oh, all right. Um, I listen to a podcast um, called Drinking with Comics. Which is about drinking and comics. Mm-hmm. Comic books beer. or stand-up comics? Uh, comic books. Because stand-up comics tend to drink a lot, too. Yeah, they yeah, do, they don't do. they? David Tell used to have a great show called it was like Late Night or After Hours of David Tell. It's like after the, a show, he would go out and find out what goes on between like 2 and 6 in, in any given uh-huh. city. It was actually pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's a good show, too. It's a friend of mine, a couple friends of mine. Um, Fear the Boot. Uh huh. I'm a fan. That's of. a lot of podcasts, you know. I do, but oh, I used to listen. Where do I go? Yeah, I know. So now <laughs> it's your turn because I I have a lot more, but I dabble. Those right. are the ones I list, kind of listen to. I'm going to open my podcast app because okay. that's the easiest way to do it. It is. Um, the show I listen to twice a week is No Agenda. That's Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak, and it's kind of like a news deconstruction show for people who are conspiracy nuts. Um. Don't listen to it if conspiracy theories drive you crazy. You won't like it. I love it. Uh, Skeptoid, which is a podcast by Brian Dunning, who was in prison for a while. Um, <laughs> for what? Uh, it was a. It was some kind of a click baiting thing involving eBay and oh. an affiliate link. I can't. It was. I can't. There was a name for it and. Apparently he, they didn't like a lot of people do it. Apparently, but he got caught and they didn't like it. But Skeptoid <laughs> is is sort of a uh, a scientific analysis show, um, and it is uh, 
takes a look at everything from a, a skeptic's point of view. So, like, if it, it has stuff about, like, supernatural things and stuff like that, he talks about what actually happened. Like, for instance, in his latest episode. Um, oh, this one, he said, why musical aliens probably use the same scale we do. <laughs> and, and, and I listened to that, and I was shouting at my at my car stereo the entire time because it's like, dude, we don't use a natural scale. You're talking about a natural scale. We use a tempered scale. We've used a tempered scale Hello? since fucking Bach. <laughs> They're not the same. And, and then if you want to go into modes, right? Well, it's just well, going to get carried no, no. away. But he's talking about the, 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 the 12-tone chromatic scale Yeah, is probably universal. Okay. And it may be. But if you hear in the same range that we do, his argument for why it is that way is because, and this has nothing to do with RPGs, <laughs> is because it is it is very easily mathematically derived. Okay, which is true. That was the whole. But that's not thing. that was a the Star scale Trek episode. But that's not the scale we use. No, it isn't. They took that mathematically derived scale, which is called the natural scale, and I, I, Bach wasn't the one who did it, but. Bach wrote the well-tempered clavier, which was a basic celebration of, look what we can do if we temper the fucking scale. All the instruments are tuned exactly the same because yeah. they're not otherwise. I remember Donald Duck's This guy's A lamb. may be a little different than that guy's A, depending on what the fundamental note of the string they're... Really? They're, yes. Well, that's why 440... No and there's anyway. this whole horse shit yeah. about 440 now, yeah. which is stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, don't get me started about that. But yeah, that except for that episode where I, I think he was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I like his show. Uh, NPR Planet Money. Mm. I listen to that usually weekly. That started during the economic collapse. Yeah. 2009, 2008. Nin- when was that? 1929. No, no. No, the, <laughs> no, the real Great Depression. The, okay. the real reason. Oh, yeah. And, and, the, uh, the not the made-up one. No. And... <laughs> But um, I, I enjoy listening to that because they do they talk about interesting things sometimes. Um, I listen to the Spool of Co- Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Uh, if you are starting a podcast, listen to him. He will try to sell you things, but you can just not buy them. Uh, I also listen to BBC World Service. Uh, this is stuff I listen to weekly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, well, he has a long-ass commute. I'm not done. Really? Um, <laughs> I thought I did. No. Uh, then my two most favorite podcasts are both by Dan Carlin, and that is Common uh, Sense, uh-huh. which is his political podcast. Yep. And he does a fairly good job of not inserting his own political views into that show. It's more of analysis. That's really good. He does some, but not a lot. And his politics are so moderate, no one is going to listen to that show and get angry, as far as I can tell. Cool. Um and then uh, hardcore, hardcore history, history, which is fucking phenomenal, yeah. and apparently one of the most downloaded podcasts there is. Yeah, That's cool. It, it's fantastic. Uh, you're lucky if he comes out with an episode once uh, every couple months. Yeah, now. but the production values are really stiff on that. And the research is fantastic. Yeah. The research is amazing. Right now he's doing a series called King of Kings, and it's about the Persian Empire. Oh, cool. We just got to the point in, in King of Kings Part 2, it got to the point where uh, the, the Battle of Marathon against the Athenians. So, uh, Athenians? Oh, whoever they are. And, uh, let's see. I also listen to On Taking Pictures sometimes from the 5x5 network and the podcast method from the 5x5 network. 
those are the, I'm taking pictures weekly, but I don't usually listen to the whole thing. Uh, and I think that is probably about it. I listen to the podcasters roundtable once in a while. I try not to listen to RPG podcasts because I very early on I didn't want to get accused of stealing other people's oh sure yeah content. So yep. I have ten. I I will listen to them. Um, I do listen to Fear of the Boot occasionally. Yeah. Um, because I got to steal from somewhere, and <laughs> uh, and if we're gonna have a crossover show with someone, I will usually go back and listen to a couple of episodes. Sure. Because I'm in my car for almost three hours a day, so I got plenty of time to listen. I'd like yeah. to give a shout out to the Moth Radio Hour as well, which is if you like a good story, usually a funny story. These guys, that's what they do. Storytelling. Shocked, I know that I right. like a good story. Or even a bad one. Just even a bad one. A bad one well told is better than anything else, I think. I agree. Gaming Nightmare from John from Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Jackarinos and Jackarets and Stork. I love that you have your own category. These I, men are nihilists. <laughs> Don't worry, Donnie. I think it's nihilists. <laughs> uh, oh, I've, I've got it right here. No, Donnie, these men are nihilists. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> He's obviously East Coast. Though. I think the West Coast. Well, it's, yeah, it's John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, first, shooter glasses. Drink. <laughs> I recently suffered through Damn one of the hell. worst endings of a campaign ever, All and right. wanted to share the pain. I decided to write to you guys. So oh, brace yes. yourself. Yes. Take another drink, and another, Mm-mm. and here we go. Here we go. I played in a Pathfinder game over Skype. The game has been going on for one year. When I came into it, <coughs> pardon me. The GM was a bit childish at times, but I still had fun most of the time, except when he forced us all to roll D20 to see the size of the character's genitals. What? But, Why aren't you using a 3D6 yeah. to, to the, the bell point. curve? <coughs> or at least swipe that chart from Fatal. You um, need a bell curve. After one year of playing, <laughs> yeah. think the, quote, classic <clears throat> setup. The Evil demigod of doom wants to become great godhead of ultimate doom, right? But only we, we in the group are tasked yeah. to destroy him. Exactly, right? Yeah. Trope, yes. Yep. Then but- came the final session. Before this great battle, we were all over level ten. A high priest NPC comes in and tells the paladin of the group a magic word. Whisper, whisper, whisper. That would help us in the battle. All right, cool. Right. Niagara Falls! Slowly I turn. Once we healed, he starts fighting the evil. Yeah, that would be so great. It's a trigger. Slowly cleaning, woman. Um, once he starts fighting. That's from uh, Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid, which you guys should rewatch. It's actually a good movie. It's whatever. Cleaning you shouldn't hang a trigger. on a hook. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that was Johnny Dangerously. Oh, Johnny Dangerously. Okay. My mother hung me on a hook. Once. Uh, once. Okay, back to this email, sorry. Once uh, we started fighting the evil demigod boss, we realized that the GM put his armor class at 50. 50! 50! None of us could hit him on That's anything so else than a crit. Jeez. At the beginning of turn three, Paladin says the magic word, and then... The good god, controlled by the GM, comes into the battle, takes over the paladin. Oh, save us. So the GM takes control over the paladin. Then the paladin, without a roll, automatically crits and does a magical super holy special GM damage. Regular damage times 2,000 and kills the evil demigod of doom without a roll. 
Good thing he was there. I felt so betrayed. <laughs> Some of the players played for two years, and then the GM comes in and wins the game. So that sucked. Yeah. Anyhow, discuss, no. drink, give Kimmy a hug, drink my sorrows away. Bjork Borg, uh, John for Sweden. I, I, I'm not going to give Kimmy a hug. First of all, I don't think she's that fond of me. And second of all, and she's not here. <laughs> and she's not here. Yeah. yeah. But no, she Your arms aren't that long. She doesn't really like me. It's, no. Oh, yeah. She told me. Don't, don't yeah. really want to hug her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's also probably can, like, lay me out in one hit. She'd probably break you. <laughs> Buff as fuck. So, no. No, I'm not going to hug her for you, man. You, you do that on your own. That? And she's married, and her husband's really smart. Uh,. Sorry, carry on. Enough on Kimmy. And he runs yeah. marathons, so he can probably kick your ass, too. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks, though. Like, seriously. Two fucking years. Yeah. And the GM comes in and play, wins the game. That reminds me of the, the Carrion Crown Adventure Path that I played, and I didn't play till the end. But we got to this uh, sort of the magic moment in one of the little story arcs, and the only way to succeed in this particular part of the story was to have the GM played NPC that was some humunculus from the story uh, participate in your combat. So, like, you couldn't do it. This is an actual written That's yeah. in the rules. Yeah. adventure? Yeah. What? D&D? Yeah. Uh, no, Pathfinder. Lame. Right? Horribly right? lame. That's actually like Terrible. in box text saying, you as a GM well, mile must take I, over. I'm guessing because <clears throat> it seemed like that was the comfort level of the GM that was uh, GMing. Um, so I don't think he did that on his own. I think if, if you did anything on your own, you would have tweaked that so that the characters, the PCs could have actually... One without having to have the NPC who is the GM be the major participant, which that, is what sounded like happened here. That's awful Isn't writing. It? That's awful writing. I think so too. I'm, I'm stunned. Yeah, I am too. And I mean, and, and what you said, Gene, is absolutely right. He, yeah. the GM, stepped in to win the game. I know. It, and I it really is about that. the GM wanting to win. I'm like, all right, I've set, I've, I spent two years working this up, and now I'm going to come in and take I your wonder, land. I wonder if they think. That's like such a cool reveal, or like, yeah, because she so does get sad. caught up in that yeah. in that whole kind of kitschy. I've got this neat idea, this amazing reveal that's going to happen, and it almost never pans out. Mm-hmm. Bill and I were going to do that in a Champions game we ran at the Game Con, where everyone had a, a, a superhero, and then we had made all of their sidekicks, uh-huh. and they played the superheroes for like a yep. minute. Yep. Or no, it ended up being like a half hour, and then yep, we handed out the all the sidekicks and they all played it. it or something. And, and and the thing is, and and it worked out okay. I mean, they they were they were fine with it, but I'm sure there were a few play, players at that table who were like, I really liked the guy I picked. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was he was playing the brick. Five hundred point uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, now I'm playing a hundred and fifty point yeah. slub. And I can yeah. kind of get it too. I mean, if you've been reading comic books and and uh, uh, fantasy novels and things. When you have a cosmic adventure planned with you know the, these these two cosmic entities meeting, you need to have like a Deus Machina. Sometimes that's usually what happens. You know, Odin steps in with another Uru hammer, or uh, suddenly uh, the, uh, an elder god got summoned, and uh, I mean, it's that, it's that's kind of the trope that happens, and it, it seems like he's it, building towards. That. You're right, it is. The thing is, and I, and I, and this is another thing that's going to be a topic on the, in, in the upcoming Jam Briefing, is 
RPGs aren't comic books, and they're not movies, and they're not novels. Nope. They're their own thing. Yeah. And one of the things that you have to do, no exception, is make the player characters the protagonists of your story. They have to be the main characters. Yeah. They have to be. Yep. If they're not the main characters, you are doing it wrong. I agree. And Period. I th- and I think that this guy overstepped his bounds in that Absolutely. Respect. Absolutely. It, it, probably not on purpose. I think he wanted to have a big cosmic ending. But uh, oh, let, let me amend that slightly. You don't have to be the main characters, you know, like in the main action, if you're playing like Call of Cthulhu. Well, you right. could have two like elder gods fighting, and the players are just sitting there trying to gouge, gouge their eyes out. That's a totally cool thing in that one game, but in yeah. almost every other game, no. Yeah, no. you you want to you want to the players are your heroes. Let them be yep. the fucking heroes. Yep. Yep. And I've done it too. When I was a younger GM, I had Zoro show up in a time travel game. Oh. And he was awesome. He wanted to be bitching because he's he fucking Zoro. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking yeah. Zoro. But yep. you know, I think we all did it. Yeah. I'm very sorry for you, but that was an excellent. Uh, that was an excellent life. horror story. Yeah, what is what a is good lesson. York Bjork? Um, well, that's the language. Well, that, right, that, that the Swedish the chef. Swedish chef yeah. York Bjork Bjork. So it's not a really a thing. Well, Bork Bork is what he would say, but then I would say Bjork Bjork because you, she's the Icelandic musician. I don't know if it still works, but it used to be able to go to Google Language Tools, yeah. and there was an option for Bork Bork. No. Yes. And it really is the Swedish chef. Yes. It, well, it used to be. I wish you could do Beaker, too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and John has umlauts in his name. That's pretty cool. June. June. Or however that would be. June. Uh, see, is Sweden? Bork Bork still here? Bork Bork. I think it, was, it wasn't here. Maybe it was on, like, Babblefish. Swedish. Swedish. What are you listening to, Mr. Man of War? Emperor and the Cradle of Filth. What is this? No, Bork, no Bork Bork anymore. No he used to have Swedish Chef. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Anyway, there we go. That's it. Short I episode. Know. <laughs> Was it an hour? <laughs> we're like, what? No, we're at like Did 40. We an hour? We're at like 40 minutes. Well, I, can, I want to give a shout out <laughs> go, to give a shout Hive out. Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am playing in my first ever uh, anything online, but it's play play by post uh-huh. a game of Monster Hearts. Mm-hmm. With a bunch of people from the Happy Jacks community. Oh, cool! Then um, we're just starting, but it's it's very cool, and I I just applaud people who will run things like that, whether it's like G Plus or uh, Play by Post. So that's now, pretty cool. He sort of put that out up on the forums and stuff. And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but he had a huge uh, response to it, didn't he? He did. Yeah, I just got lucky. Because uh, I do not work where I'm right by my laptop or my computer all the time, and I just had good timing. Um, but he got a really good response, so there was a big waiting list for that game. Too. How many players does he have? Six, which okay. is pretty heavy for, I, my understanding is play by post, but also for that type of a game, right. Monster Heart. So. Um, but so far, it's really fun. Like, has anyone heard if uh, Tim's play by post game is still going? I think it died, because Tim's in our play by post game. <laughs> <laughs> so he he made all these promises, didn't he? And didn't he even say? There's no, there's no, he, he's gonna. He now has an embargo. Yeah, he there's does. an embargo on any call to action he makes. <laughs> and remember, he has integrity issues. No, I don't think it's integrity issues. But 
call to actions are an important thing, and they need to how, be rare. And need, yeah, yeah, how many people were in that game? A lot, because that is otherwise untenable. And that at some point you have to say, like I have did his hope. Like, I can't do more than six people. His hope was that it was going to be very role play heavy and wouldn't require a lot of adjudication. Oh. Uh, and the other thing That's that he tricky. was hoping to do is that other people who are disinterested in that particular transaction could act as a an arbitrator, which I think could work, mm-hmm. but I don't know. He didn't really stick to it long enough for that to filter no, out. He, 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 was, he probably was slow at work and then yeah. he got busy at work. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever done play-by-post? I tried years, I mean a long time ago, back in the BBS days. Before there was an internet. Really? Yes. And it le- didn't last very long. It was uh, travel. It was quite wow. literally play by post. You would mail stuff. No, no, no. It was no, the bulletin boards. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I used to play. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, it was. We did. Everyone would dial up to this guy's house where he had a really? computer running, I don't know, Unix or whatever. And, uh, and it was a. It was like a forum. And that's all it was. And that really, mm-hmm. back then, there wasn't really wasn't a lot else you were going to do with a modem. So you'd go on and talk to people, and then someone inevitably said, hey, let's play role-playing games here. And they started playing role-playing games there. But uh, that, that's the only thing I ever tried. The other thing I did, I used to play uh, a play-by-mail diplomacy game. Oh. Now, that was fucking fantastic. Except you have to have seven players. And all it takes is one or two players to like flake out and just like, oh, I don't have time for this anymore. Drop it. Next thing you know, you're waiting three or four weeks or whatever it is, or months till. And they what happened? And the way it worked is that the woman who organized it had a zine. A zine, yeah. And she published this thing. Zines were awesome. And she would, and in it was probably fifteen different diplomacy games. Whoa. So, oh, That's oh, a lot. That'll be back a second. So he actually literally had a play-by-mail post game. A literally, That's amazing. Like, you would like mail off stuff, which I don't know. It I seems, don't know how you would do that. I don't know either. I'm like, I, I can barely wait for like a D&D combat to come back around with four or five people. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is driving me crazy. I can't imagine waiting for the letter to arrive. Well, that was the first scene we were doing after we did you know, character creation and world creation and you know, set up our backstories and stuff like that. And then we, you know, game starts, gameplay starts. And I have my, and I just said this online today to these folks I'm playing with, but like I have my way of kind of feeling out the table and you want to get the dynamic and and what the play style is of people. And because you're also playing a game, so this isn't all about you. But I was like, how do I I do that? I don't don't know how to do that here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think I was like a little too like holding back because I'm thinking, well, we're just going to role play for a while. So it's going to be like, you we, say this, and you I mean, do a this. tavern, let's talk, let's hang. Or yeah. It's, we're hanging out in the locker room, but know. it got much more, I think like intense and fast paced, which I think maybe makes sense. For it's monster heart. So a, it's all, it's all teen angsty sort of, you hang it up yeah, in the locker I've, and someone's I've crying. Played, and, uh, I've played a decent amount of monster hearts and it doesn't necessarily get to, but I think that maybe is the aspect of play by post because you're not yeah. going to sit here and dribble around forever. That's true. And everybody's not online at the same time. 
So you're kind of getting I, to... And I get it. It kind of needs to get... Mo- especially, like, right off the bat, you kind of need to hit it hard and hit it fast. Cause it's, it's, And then after that, you can F around. But I could see how... If yeah. it comes off to a slow start, you're going to lose people yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, no, and I so I'm really liking it so far. So it's it's a it's a good game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's some great people in it. Uh, yeah, like Forrest cool. and Joe Crack and Shadrach mm-hmm. and Tim and me and the usual suspects from the forum. They are. Yeah. Yep, they do a lot of act. They're very active and very active players, which is really cool. Our forum's very dynamic. It uh, it comes and goes. There's people that were there for a long time and that I don't see anymore. I don't yeah. know if they change names. It's gotten or, a little quieter. But or they just lurk. I don't know. But uh, maybe we're repeating ourselves, so they stop listening. Uh, but no, the they're talking about the uh, the play by post diplomacy game. Uh, yeah, you need to finish that story. The basically <laughs> they came out with a she came out with a zine once a month, and there was like a, I don't know. A dozen or two dozen people who were organizing these things, and so there was probably ten or between ten and fifteen games in it, and you had, I think it was a turn every two months. Wow! So wow! Well, you had a build glacial pace. Yeah, we had you had your move turn. I'm trying to remember how it worked because you have to have time to mail letters to people. Yeah, and get responses to people to actually do diplomacy. Right. So I think it was every two months, I think, except when you had a build turn, which was what, winter or whatever they call that. And when you had to pick up pieces, those were like on the off months because there's, there's like, there, there, cause it's spring and fall are the two turns in the game. Okay. There's two, two turns per year because it's, it, it's massive strategic scale. Right. And, um, and I think there was a summer, which is when you can pick up units that like get destroyed. No, I don't remember. I don't remember now, but I know that there was a winter turn to add units when you took supply centers. So, so you you would have something to do every month, but your major turns were every other month. Okay, and you would get the email or the not email, but the this is before email. You get the mailing addresses of all of the people who were in your game, so you could say, you know, oh, I'm Austria, you're you're Turkey. Let's have a, a you know a, an alliance, blah blah blah, and talk about. Well, you do this, and I'll do this, and blah blah blah. Then you send all your moves in, and then you patiently wait for the next copy of the zine to show up. You get it, you'll go and you look and see whatever really? move what and how horribly you got fucked, and then you know. Start your letter writing campaign campaign for the next one. It was really fun, but our game died, and th- and this was the biggest problem that it had. Is you get a, a NMR no move received, which means someone okay. didn't turn in their orders. Yeah, and uh, the first time that would happen, all their units would hold, and in our game, after like two turns, like three people didn't send in orders. And then they wait two two issues, and okay. if orders aren't sent in for the next one, then they look for a replacement player. And there are active players who yeah. are playing five or six games at a time, but and then it just kind of died that, after that. It sounds like enormous amount of work. Yeah, someone has automated it, and and there's you can go online, and there are sites that will do basically play by post sort of. But it's all automated. You go in and you have to... I think, I think they cost money. Like diplomacy.org might be one of them. Okay. I don't remember if that was the link or not. But um, And you can go in and you turn in your orders in a certain format that the computer can read. It 
does all the calculation for the turns and it tells you what everyone's move was and where all the units are now so you can do your next you could do it like every couple of days then and not you could yeah all right it's a fabulously fun game i've never played it sounds fascinating. Fantastic. It sounds like it. Yes, and and role players are the best people to play, people to play. Really? With. Yes. Because it's, no, it's not. It's not. There's not that much strategy to the game. I mean, there's some, but it's a very simple board, and units only do you know one of three things. So it's not like chess where you have all these different mm-hmm. pieces and all these different permutations. It's like you and, and no one ha- can win the game by themselves. Yeah, it's about making alliances and screwing your neighbor. Exactly, and making alliances and then not unmaking alliances before the other person unmakes. One of the alliances. most interesting games, uh, designed like that, is uh, Illuminati. Yeah, which I, which I know uh, for a fact okay. is Richard Garfield's favorite game. Richard Garfield created Magic: The Gathering, and he loves it for its simplicity and for all the interaction. For this elegantly simple game, fight. Friendships have been ruined, but oh, yeah. it also it forces you for four or five hours to talk to people and make alliances and break alliances and play. The, and it's it's less about because you know, they even joke about the fact that well you know it's the Boy Scouts or the Boy Sprouts right against uh, um, you know all of these sort of made up factions and it's the Boy it's, Sprouts who are controlled by the IRS right who are controlled by the Bavarian <laughs> Illuminati exactly it's so right. much fun. <laughs> But, I, I, I've got the deluxe version of that game. We should organize a, a game session to that. Thing no, because none of us have talked to each other ever again. Ah. <laughs> uh, you, 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 we're all on the verge of hating each other anyway. Ban- you're in a band for 20-some years. You would totally still talk to each other. Oh, yeah. Well, he hates you everybody in the band anyway, so it's already there. <laughs> See, it's fine then. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at that! We did it. it almost. It, it, well, we're 53 minutes. That's enough, yeah. I think. All right, I think, I think so that's too. going to be it. Thank I you. I think that's good. Thank you for doing a show. I know it's it's fair, fair season. season, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Starts, I need to get to bed. Yeah. Yep, I'm already so I have to get up asleep. at five or four forty-five. I may go running tomorrow first. Playdiplomacy.com. That might be it. Oh, Yay! Nice. Thank you Tomes. for that. Yes. Tomes. Good night, chat room. I don't think it was free. You guys are maybe they changed it. All right, well, I'm going to call it. Cool. I opened it. Sharp but sweet. I didn't even just finish both my beers. I know. Well, listeners of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast Weekend. Thank you for joining us for Season 16, Episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. This is Stork. Thank you for joining us and join us at the Renaissance Fair for the next seven weekends. We'll be out there. Come see us, Rogue's Reef Stage. Yes, please come introduce yourself. Yes, do introduce yourself, but don't get mad at me if I don't have an enormous amount of time, because I'm really busy out there. Yes, if you see us going somewhere, we're either late to a gig, or we're going to a gig. Or we have to pee. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. We'll leave you with a song. Fist raised to the sky
preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.